Shabbat's Perek Yodzai Mishnachet. It is forbidden rabbinically to replace the cover of a hole in the ground. Let's say you've got a pit or a well. It's got a cover. You can't replace it because it appears to be making a permanent addition to the ground, which is a Melchah building. One can also not remove such a cover on Shabbat because it appears to be demolishing a permanent structure, which is the Melchah of demolishing. If the cover has a handle, however, replacing or removing it is permitted because the handle shows that the cover is not intended to be part of the ground. But it's just a utensil that covers a hole in the ground. This Mishnah will discuss whether the cover of a vessel that is attached to the ground, such as a stove or an oven, is treated in this regard like the cover of a hole in the ground. All covers of vessels that are attached to the ground can be moved on Shabbat if they have handles. If it has a handle, it's clearly meant to be removed and replaced. Therefore, using the cover doesn't resemble the biblically prohibited acts of building or demolishing. But if there's no handle, however, one cannot use it because it appears... Because just as one cannot use a cover to close or open a hole in the ground, one cannot use the cover of the stove or an oven that has no handle. Okay, so that's the opinion of the Tanakhama. Amar Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Yosei says, What case is this talking about? This distinction between a cover with a handle and one without a handle. Where, where's it say, where does it say this? Because Karaka is talking about in regards to the covers of holes in the grounds. So we're using a cover that has no handle, does resemble building aval bekisui kelim. However, regarding covers of vessels that attach to the ground, such as a stove or an oven, benkach or benkach, nitalim b'shabbat, in either case, whether or not they have handles, they can be moved on Shabbat. So Rabbi Yosei argues that a keli attached to the ground isn't considered like a hole in the ground, but it's like a keli. So therefore, covering it is the same as covering any keli, which is permitted even if the cover does not have handles. Perek yorchet, this perek will be dealing with exceptions to the rabbinic prohibition against excessive exertion on Shabbat. Now we're going to talk about in our first Mishnah where the rabbis permitted excessive exertion for the sake of a mitzvah. Mefanin afilu arba v'chamesh kupot shel teven v'shel What We may clear away even four or five large boxes of straw or grain despite the effort involved. Okay, not necessarily four or five, but... A lot of boxes you can move as you know boxes to clear you can clear away these boxes to make room for guests or to make room for students to prevent them you know from you know bitul Torah from from not being uh, learning since hosting guests and selling Torah is fault therefore the rabbis permitted this excessive exertion in these cases of a lot et said but one cannot empty the storehouse because what will happen when one empties the storehouse they will expose the earthen floor. And then when they see, oh, exposed to the floor, there might be bumps and there might be holes. And then one might come to uh, smooth them out. So therefore, that is the Melchah building. Now, even though the rabbis, we see that they lifted their prohibition of this excessive exertion for mitzvah, they did not lift the prohibition of mukseh. Okay, so if, if there's mukseh, then, then that's not been permitted. Now, later on, the Mishnah will, will list, we're going to go through, we're going to learn about some items that cannot be cleared away because they're mukseh. But before doing so, we're going to learn about some items that are not mukseh and can be cleared away for the sake of mitzvah, even if it's going to mean excessive exertion. So I think you've got a room full of these following items that are not muqsa and they can be cleared away on Shabbat, even though it's you know quite a big shift needed. Mefanin turumah tahara. We may clear away turumah, that is tahar, which is not muqsa because it's fit for kohen. Turumah is the first portion that must be separated from produce grown in Israel. It can only be eaten by a kohen. It's not muqsa because it can be eaten by a kohen. Or demai, we can clear away demai, which is fit for the poor. Um, Demai is basically produce that has been obtained from an uh, uh, Amha Aretz. So therefore we're concerned that it's not been tithed properly. 
So therefore, it's called Demai. However, the rabbis permitted poor people from have, to have Demai, so therefore, it is not Mokseh. Or Masa Rishon, Shinitz La Turuma Masa Rishon, whose first Turuma, Masa Rishon it's called, has been, sorry, yeah, Trumat's Masa it's called, has been separated, which is fit for anyone that's been properly tithed. So therefore, anyone can have it, and it, it is permitted to everyone, and therefore it's not Mokseh. Masa Shini Vehegdesh Shinipdu, Masa Shini and consecrated produce Hegdesh that has been redeemed, is also properly tithed and been uh, dealt with properly, so therefore people can have it. And dried lupine, which is food for the poor, so they're normally so bitter, the dried lupine is very bitter, not people don't normally eat it, but poor people do have it, but therefore since poor people have it, it is not mokseh. Um, fresh lupines are not edible at all, for the record. So all these items are not mokseh, because they're eaten by some people, so therefore one can move these on Shabbat to make space for guests or for people to study. For example, now we're going to learn about some items that cannot be cleared away on Shabbat because they are mukseh aval lasa tevel. We cannot clear away tevel, which is mukseh because it's not been tied at all. It's not been eaten by anyone. For long, Maser Rishon, for the Shalom, it's a Turumata. Maser Rishon, whose Turumata's Maser has not been separated, which can also not be eaten by anyone. For long, Maser Sheni, the Hegdesh Shalom, it's a Maser Sheni, and Hegdesh consecrated produce that have not been redeemed. Maser Sheni... So we're talking about Masa Sheni that, uh, that is outside Yerushalayim. Masa Sheni is prohibited outside Yerushalayim and, and Hekdesh is prohibited everywhere. So all these things, again, they're, they're in situations where they cannot be eaten, so therefore they are considered Moksev. Well, that's a luf, raw luf, luf, which is a legume, is inedible, cannot be eaten even by animals. Well, and mustard seeds, which is also inedible. Um, mustard seeds you've got to grind and you can't grind on Shabbat so all these assets cannot be cleared on Shabbat because they are mukseh. so therefore if you've got a space full of this stuff you know you've got to figure out something else can't be moved on Shabbat Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel matir baluf mipneshu humma'achal orchin Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel permits clearing away raw luf on Shabbat because it is food for ravens and thus not mukseh. so even though it's not eaten by most animals it is fed to, to ravens so therefore it is not Moksa because wealthy people raise ravens as a sign of prestige, so therefore it would be considered usable and edible and movable on Shabbat. Have a great day.